The sponsor for the month is the Banner of Truth Trust. It is a high honor to preach God's Word, but the life of the pastor can still be pressured and tiring. The Banner of Truth Ministers Conference is designed to provide you with encouragement and rest. You will enjoy great fellowship from like-minded ministers and teaching from trusted preachers. Gather with us May 30th through June 1st in Elizabethtown, Pennsylvania, under the theme, Not Ashamed of the Gospel, and enjoy new friendships, find great banner books at exclusive prices, and recalibrate your heart for the ministry. Can't make it in May? Consider the West Coast Conference in October. Thinking about entering the ministry? Well, this is for you, too. Find out more at thebanneroftruth.org. Welcome to the Shepherd's Crook Podcast. The Shepherd's Crook exists to provide care, counsel, and resources for pastors. You can get more information at theshepherdscrook.co. My name is Jared Sparks, and I'm a pastor coming alongside other pastors, reminding them of the chief pastor. Hello, and welcome back to the Shepherd's Crook Podcast. I hope you guys are all doing well today. It is time that I do an episode on kinism. I have been watching from afar what's been going on with the bickering and backfighting and statements and you name it and memes and all of that that's been going on the last year or so. And I just want to talk about it and throw some thoughts out there. I don't think there's any way that I can cover all the bases here, but in a lot of ways, I think this conversation has been made really complicated where there's some big agreements, I think, that these differing camps that have been fighting and infighting and bickering, I think there's some big things that they would agree with. And then down to the nitty-gritty details, there's certainly disagreement. But I'm going to throw some thoughts out there, hopefully, to clarify some of the confusion. And I think for a lot of people that have been sitting outside of it, like myself, and watching what's going on, there has been a little bit of uh, kind of question, like there has been with other situations we've faced over the last few years that I'm going to reference here in a minute, where you're thinking, what am I missing here? Like, What's, what's really going on? What, what's the fight about? So let's go ahead and pray and ask for the Lord's help, and then we're going to dive right in. Let's pray. Father, we just need your wisdom and grace as always. I thank you for your kindness to us. And we just ask for, uh, I ask for wisdom as I go through this. I know that there's going to be some people that will be thankful for this episode and others will be confused by it and others will be angry by it probably and uh, all in, in between. And so just lead this time. I trust you're going to. It's in Jesus name I pray. Amen. Okay. So first, let's just talk about why this conversation is somewhat complicated and why I've been waiting on the sidelines to make any comments about this. Not that people really care, but I do want to, I've just been thinking about it and, and I'm sure you have as well because you've seen the fighting from Fight Last, Fight, Fight Last Feast guys, you've seen Darren Doan and you've seen all the, the white boy summer memes I'm sure that have been going around the internet and I think a lot of this has to go back into a lot of the uh, name-calling and people that are just tired of hearing about how whiteness is the problem and white people are the issue and, and you know, white supremacy is to blame apparently for these five black cops that just beat up that that uh, young black man in wherever that was and somehow white people are to blame for that and people are really tired of that. They're just sick and tired of it, of the inconsistencies and the, uh, you know, well, we'll just get into it here in just a minute. But first, I think the reasons why this is complicated is because it goes back to the, some of the things about systemic racism. You remember the systemic racism conversations and roundtable discussions that were happening after Michael Brown. This is the uh, the take that got Vody Bauckham canceled from from uh, 
the Gospel Coalition is because he said Michael Brown got what's coming to him. I mean, you reap what you sow, and if you make stupid decisions, then what ends up happening is you get uh, you know results like what happened with Michael Brown, and that sent people into a rage. And if you aren't familiar with that uh, situation, you can look that up and, and figure that out for yourself, and you can find information about that. But with that whole conversation, there was all these roundtable discussions. I remember these churches that are near to where we are, and, and a, a friend of mine that is now uh, passed away led a conversation with you know black dudes and white dudes and how can we figure all this stuff out kind of thing. And I remember thinking, you know, when Acts twenty nine was doing their their stuff as well, what what's going on here? What what am I missing? You know, there's something that's that's off. I can't really put my finger on it. And I think a lot of guys were in that same situation of trying to figure out what exactly is going going on. And I'm, I'm missing some big things here uh, when it comes to like big events that would qualify as being a similar situation to this. But uh, COVID stuff would be another situation where you lean in, you're like, wait, what's the big deal here? What, what's going on here? And what am I missing here with with this discussion? I'm seeing the numbers. I'm seeing reality around me. And and yet the state and you know, Bill Gates and everybody's telling me what to do and telling the church what to do and uh, telling us how to love our neighbors when they weren't concerned with that and aren't concerned with that currently. And somehow now they have the, the market on the great commandment. And what's going on here? There's, there's weird things that are happening. And I don't necessarily know how to tread these waters without making everyone upset or, you know, without, you know, with, with covering all the bases. It's it's a conversation like this. The, the, Aquinas, the, the Aquinas thing with uh, Richard Barcelos, with <clears throat> the guys down at Grace Bible Seminary with Jeff Johnson and James White and Owen Strand and all that's going on. You're left wondering. It's another situation. You're just kind of leaning in and looking from afar and thinking, what's really going on here? And I think that, you know, like the solo scriptura debates that are going on with, with Barcelos and James White and just all the things that, you know, would qualify as, as something like this conversation where you're just wondering, what am I missing? And then this kinism discussion that really has some uh, statements that Andrew Torba made on Gab that some of the Fight, Laugh, Feast guys took uh, you know exception to. He was talking about preferences and wanting his grandchildren to look like him, like the color of, of his skin kind of thing. And anyways, this has been going on. You guys know the discussion. But still, there's, there seems to be something that, unless you're in the inside here, you, you really don't know what's going on. And so I'm just going to throw out a few things today that I think will hopefully be helpful in the discussion and maybe bring some unity and then maybe stir up some more discussion. I don't know. But um, but first, I, I remember a few years ago, it was the first time I'd ever met what would what I would now qualify as somebody that's a kinist. And everybody's discussions uh, or definitions are a little bit different. But I was talking to this guy, and he wrote a paper and wanted me to read it. And, and in the paper, it said that, that the newer generations, the younger generations, are liberal on interracial marriage. And I was thinking, what are you talking about? Liberal on interracial marriage? I, I didn't even know this was a discussion, a legitimate discussion that you could have. And I pushed back and I was like, man, what is this? And I just thought immediately, this guy's just a racist, like crazy. And even after our discussion, I thought, you know, this is this is wrong, this is racist, all this kind of stuff. Until now, I look back and think, wait a minute, that wasn't necessarily racist because what he did is he rooted... His uh, idea about the ideas about this, and, and it came out in ways that I didn't really understand at the time. But he rooted it in Revelation chapter five and God's concern for the nations. When Jesus returns one day, the nations matter, and he cared about na- nations being preserved, and not just nations, but color of skin being preserved. So he, that mattered to him. 
And so he went to Revelation chapter 5 and to explain that nations and colors and of skin and, and all of this, that these things matter to God. And it was in no way rooted in, I don't like black people, which is immediately what people think when you talk about marriage and inter, inter-ethnic marriage, intercolor marriage, where a white dude marries a black girl or a black girl or white girl marries a black dude, which is more common. Everybody knows the, the white girl that only dated black guys, right? I mean, there's always those girls around. And... So the discussion then was, I remember walking away from that discussion and thinking like, oh man, this guy's racist. I can't believe this. This is archaic. This is old. But it was different from ethnic animosity. It was different from, I don't like that culture. I don't like the color of that skin. It was rooted in, I like the the preservation of of color and nations and, and cultures. Okay. And so that was the first experience I had in real life with somebody. And as I let, as I look back on that, I think that's a massive difference. I would welcome that guy to the table. I think uh, that some of the ways that he articulated his his conversation or argument was a little bit off. But when I hear it or think about it now, I'm like, man, I wouldn't bar him from communion or membership. I don't see any any major problem with that. And if you just think about that guy, if that was instead of being a white dude, if that was a black dude, and if that black dude said, I, I'm against you know different colors and, and cultures marrying each other, uh, even if they're Christians, because I want to preserve, and, and the, his argument, his apologetic for his argument is rooted in love for nations and colors and not ethnic or, or color animosity. I, I hate white people or something like that. And if that was just a black dude talking about it, I'd be like, all right. I mean, that's not going to bar us from the table. And I don't feel particularly unloved by him or something like that or hated by him. And so in the same way that that I wouldn't feel that way towards a black dude who was articulating that. I don't think people of other colors, no matter what the color, not just black, white, but whatever color you are, having a real conversation with somebody about that to say, you know, I, th- I think that there's a, a, a case to be made that we should preserve colors and cultures and that some cultures are, are more or less evil based on the common grace that God has given to them. Not all cultures are equal. Uh, uh, equal. We'll get to that here in a minute. But when it comes to inter color marrying, interracial marriage, which is what everybody called it up until five minutes ago. Um, So I don't think any black person should be offended by that. And I don't think anybody should be offended by that that conversation. But at that time, I was. I I didn't understand where he was coming from. And I just, my my immediate default was, okay, this is racist. And I don't think it it was at this point. Uh, I don't think it was because I think if you just put a different color of skin on him making the same argument from the scriptures, you'd think, oh yeah, no big deal. Okay, so let's make a few comments because a lot of these uh, kinism debates are over uh, grace and nature. And if you read the book, um, uh, a case for Christian nationalism, there's raging debates on on all sides about what he did and didn't mean, and all of that. And your love for for your natural affection for the people that you come from is that okay or not okay? I'm not going to hit all the bases here. I'm just not. But I just want to make these these few things here. Okay, colors and cultures are not always the same thing. Okay, sometimes a culture uh, comes w- uh, with the color of skin. So there's a particular culture that's dominant in a particular color of skin. And that's also could be a regional thing. The United States post-1960 is a little bit different than the United States pre-1960 because most of immigration happened in pre- uh, pre-1960 in America 
America was was basically white European, and after that, it's been less white European, and it's been people from all over the globe, um, more black folks, more people from India, more people from all over the place that have uh, immigrated in, and so some some and, and bringing their cultures as as well with them, and so instead of assimilating into this culture, they've been bringing their cultures in, and then requiring the United States basically to e- recognize equally all these different colors rather than this assimilation into an American culture. So sometimes colors and cultures can go together, but not always. So sometimes people with different color skin can and different uh, backgrounds culturally can come together and share the same kind of culture. Same, same when I say culture, I'm talking about same enjoyment of uh, same work ethic, for instance. Same you know uh, enjoyment of foods or you know with some diversity of what you would eat kind of thing. But uh, same enjoyment of music and uh, there is there's unity there diff- with different colors. So there's there's some similar cultures there, Ma- mainly around work ethic that that sort of thing. Um, so. Sometimes then within the same kind of culture, you can have a white dude and a black dude that share culture. Go, given enough time and go back uh, far enough ways, there's going to be differences there, obviously, um, based on where their family lineage is from and then how they got to that particular place. But sometimes different languages or colors can have the exact same culture. And then sometimes it's just tied in with the color. And then a lot of the discussion then is based on that and around that, I think, and that's where people get kind of lost and, and can't see the forest for the trees kind of thing in that discussion. But not all cultures, it's, it needs to be said, not all cultures, and I think everybody in this discussion would agree with this, not all cultures have been equally given the same amount of common grace. God is not egalitarian with common grace. So when you look at ancient societies, there are some societies that were smarter than other societies in almost every way, virtually every single way. And then down through the history of the world, you see that. And even to this, to this point, there are tribal men and women in, in places throughout Brazil and around the world still that are so underdeveloped, and they're just not smart people. That's not saying... That, that God has just not bestowed upon them the same kind of intelligence that God bestowed upon ancient Greeks, for instance. Um, you look at what God has done through a lot of the white European people, and there's some amazing things. Certainly there's there's some sins there, but God has not bestowed equally the same amount of grace on every single society and every single culture. And that, that is undeniable. That's not being racist in any way. It's just saying that, that God is not egalitarian in his dispersion of common grace to the cultures. And so I think that is important to say that when you think about where your family lineage, you know, if you've ever done the uh, Ancestry.com or Me23 or whatever, now now that's owned by BlackRock, by the way, so don't do that, getting our genetic code out there in the hands of evil villains. But when you do your family lineage or whatever and you see where you come from, you can say there are some common traits that are, that are glorious from my lineage and then some common traits that are, are not as glorious. But you want to thank God for everything that you can. And I think, you know, a lot of people like me, I'm like white European, like crazy. You did, we, My dad did that genetic thing and that's where I come from, England, Wales, and, and that's it. I mean, that's pretty much it. And I'm not ashamed by that in any way. I'm not you know, prideful about that in any way, but I certainly don't want people coming and saying that you're, you know, you're evil because you're white. Like, whoa, hold on a second. That I, I never thought about that before until you know the last you know ten years or whatever, where that's just common to say that white dudes are the problem with the world. I'm like, whoa, whoa wait, wait a minute. <laughs> that, that's that's not okay to say. And I think that's why the, the white boy summer people were all you know saying what they're saying is like it's it really is okay to be white. And in fact, if it's good to be black, it's good to be white. And there's nothing wrong with saying that. And so let, let's try to um, bring some unity then with this discussion and say, where would Darren Doan 
or the fight laugh geek because he's like the front door here because he's been saying all that outlandish stuff about you know even incest and this stuff recently it's just comical um but where would everybody agree that's on the side of the you know on these two side of the, uh, sides of the aisle here okay number one i think everybody would, would agree that um that there is one that, all, that everyone's creating the image of God. So Genesis one, every human being is creating the image of God. And then Genesis chapter eleven, the Tower of Babel, um, that this mankind was dispersed, and languages were separated. And with language, you have culture. With the, the separation, you've got this culture that develops from society to society. That's unique. It's going to be unique with the land. So if it's a mountainous land, you're going to be you know doing certain things that you're not going to do. That's going to be a river bottom land. You're going to be uh, learning agriculture, and there's going to be a way of life that's developed around you know even the land that God has placed you in. And around the culture, or the, around the language, there's going to be a unique cultures that are built out. And, and these are the, the cultures that don't have the same common grace, that are going to be unique there. And much of that would have been around families and color of skin and all of that. And then you, given enough time, you know, some of these cultures mix and match, and, and then you know, we are where, to, where we are today. But the big agreement would be everybody is creating the image of God, and everyone has sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. Okay? There, there is this equal fall in Adam for every single of that language that's dispersed and every single person from Romans or Genesis chapter 3 uh, forward is has fallen in Adam agreement so there's everybody agreeing across the aisle number 2 there is a common salvation there's only one way for man to be right with God there's only one justification and that's what God has done for sinners in Christ Jesus and that's open for each and every person and when it when it comes to uh, the atoning work of Jesus in his particular redemption, he purchased a people from God from every tribe, language, people, and nation. This covers all the bases. So however you define culture, however you define um, uh, nature, when it comes to all those discussions that can be difficult to understand, Jesus has purchased a people from literally every single group, every single group of people around the world. In this atonement, Jesus died for, purchased. And so one day they will be brought into the family of God. Those are big agreements. But now when we get past that, we get down to some of the disagreements on things like marriage, work, church. Okay, All, all these discussions then are where everybody gets upset and gets confused. So let's just think, um, let's just think marriage. Okay. Um, it is sinful. Is it sinful to for a, a Christian to want to preserve their color of their skin or the culture that they grew up in? Is that sinful? And I, I don't think that that necessarily is sinful. I, I don't think it's sinful. If it's rooted in pride, I am better than you, then there is, or my color of skin, my culture, and even say my culture, because in some ways the cultures you grew up in are better or worse when it comes to the gospel saturation within a culture or society. So there is some level of, uh, again, as we identify, try to trace the common grace of God and, and look and say, man, God has done some tremendous things. But when it comes to I'm better than you, that again is all by grace. If, if your attitude is superiority, well then across the board, no matter what color of skin you are, then that, that would be, that would be sinful. But if your discussion about marriage, for instance, is rooted in, I want to, I want, I prefer, like when I was growing up, I never dated anybody that was, except that was white. It wasn't because I didn't like or, or you know, hated people of different skin. I just preferred dating white girls. There wasn't, I mean, that's, I married a white woman. That was my preference. And is that wrong? I don't think that's wrong at all. I mean, would you say that, I mean, earlier I was talking about, the, you know, there's always a white girl that wants to date black dudes. 
But if a black dude wants to marry a black girl, what's what's the big deal about that? Or if somebody's making that argument saying I, we want to uh, marry, you know, we want to marry and we want our grandchildren to look like us, like what's the big deal about that? <laughs> I don't I don't get it. Now, if it's rooted in again because I am better or because I'm looking down upon any other color of skin, then that is would be sinful, right? That would, but but this is where a bunch of the discussion is coming from is is that sort of thing like do you if you prefer your your kin and how you're defining your kin is color of skin culture that kind of thing then there's the 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 animosity back and forth uh, about work when it comes to business if you're starting a business with somebody you want somebody that you're familiar with that that's going to have share the exact same work worth work ethic that you share and. A lot of times, if there's people from a different culture, if you're, you know, with some, you know, person from Central America that doesn't care about time, and that's the culture they grew up in, and you're starting a business, you want somebody that is going to share your same culture, and often that means the same color of your skin. That, that not always, but often that means it means that. And so, if you're going to start a business and work with somebody, you're wanting to work with somebody that you can that you can depend on and that there's these social norms that you guys both grew up in so you're able to work the best you can in the most symbiotic way and show up on time for the same meeting in the exact same way work from sun up to sundown if needs be and then turn some lights on and continue to work if if you need to you you need to share some sort of unity and understanding to be able to work well i mean that's what we see in the tower of babel is when language was was separated when there wasn't that common that commonality there then the work halted so for work to be done there has to be this shared unity the shared goal the shared culture to be able to do things together in the best sort of manner so to prefer then i'm going to start a business with somebody that's the, the closest to uh, like me um, I, don't, I don't see a problem with again if you're saying i want to start a, a business only with a white dude because i don't like any other colors of skin well then that would be a problem and then when it comes to uh um, the, when it comes to the church, this whole obsession with diversity, equity, inclusion kind of stuff, and even like a diverse church, is only a, it's a very modern conversation. Back in the history of the world, churches were, were groups of Christian families, and they were almost always one color of skin. There's nothing wrong with that. If again, there's there's you know animosity towards any other color skin or or anything um, any kind of pride about the common grace given to us, then. Right, I mean, we would all agree. I think that uh, if anything we've attained as a people is about us and our glory, then that's a problem. But if it's about giving God thanks for what He's done through our family lineage, color of skin, well, then praise God for that. But it shouldn't be at the expense of looking at everybody else and saying, "Look how stupid they are," kind of thing. But when it comes to the church, our church is—I mean, we've got a majority of white people, different ages. But it's not all white people. We have people from different parts of the world. But our church has a culture. It has a way. And it's not exclusively white, but we that's the dominant culture. And there's nothing wrong with that. You know, we don't look at other churches. We don't look at churches that are predominantly black in our town and say, you shouldn't have black churches. And look at them with hatred or animosity or anything. We're thankful for brothers and sisters. And sadly, most of the black churches in our town are theological train wrecks. They don't even care about abortion or anything like that. They're just... they're. Uh, in, in a lot of ways, just really sadly off. And uh, we should want to call them up to be more biblically faithful. And so uh, we have somebody in our church right now actually working with one of those black churches trying to help them see the clarity, with clarity, the problem of the, the killing of the unborn, decimating black people. And it's like a majority of these black pastors in our town just don't care, unfortunately. And so 
these discussions, again, I'm not covering all the bases here, but there is a way, I think, for us to understand each other a little bit better better, and not cro- uh, talk past each other. It, is this really a point of, even if somebody says, I, I, I am a white dude and I don't want my children to marry any other color of skin, is that a point of orthodoxy? If, if they're saying, and it's rooted in, I want to preserve the nations and preserve my family lineage for God's glory. Not that I just want my daughter or sons to marry just white people. I want them to marry somebody that love Jesus, that honor the Lord, that care about God's word, that are going to be hard workers, that are going to care about gendered piety. Is And, and I don't want them to marry somebody, somebody if, no matter who it is from around the world. Is that a point of, whether whether right or wrong, is that a point of ostracizing and is that a point of orthodoxy? If it is the contrast of that and saying, I want them to marry white people because I don't like any other uh, ethnic, I don't like any other colors of skin, well then that's certainly a different conversation. But <clears throat> I think it's important for us to try to understand each other and be gracious and, and not uh, have these squabbles that I, I think are are less than helpful. I love people from all over the world, and yet I'm going to have, if, if I'm hanging out in a room with people and there's people from all over the world, I'm going to naturally be drawn to the white people in the world, uh, white people in the room, and that's not necessarily a bad thing. And black folks are going to be naturally drawn to black folks. Indian folks are going to be naturally drawn to Indian folks. Um, as Paul loved his kin, there's, there's nothing wrong with that unless there's pride and animosity there towards other people or preference above brothers in Christ in, in that sort of way. And so anyways, hopefully this has been helpful and not just a rant that's disconnected, but I, I really do want to help you think through these things and hopefully I did. Now I'm sure I missed some things that you guys are thinking, well, that's not even a, a major part of the discussion or that is a major, major part of the discussion that you didn't even hit. Honestly, I've not been so tuning in that I've got all the nuances of all of it. And uh, uh, this is my humble attempt to try to bring unity and clarity and make difficult conversations as simple as possible. Okay, guys, I hope you have a great rest of your day. Please re- leave a rating or review. Please share this. Uh, subscribe if you haven't on Gab TV. And this is the final day to sign up for the, or let's see, tomorrow is the final day to sign up for the Banner of Truth giveaway with the John Calvin Sermons. And guys, I hope you have a great rest of your week.